Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. Oh, man, if you have ever thought about marketing your business, then today's episode's for you. You get to talk to two marketers on the same episode. So let's get this thing going. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this thing. Who do we got on the show today? So first of all, I, I've been trying to get this intro down right, so I'm going to get it right this time. So what up, business pros? Just a friendly reminder to like, share, and subscribe. Every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a solution to their problem. And the number one rule in business is to be of service to others. So let's do it. All right. So building a digital agency takes a lot of work. I know. I'm still in the process of building my own agency. And today's guest is helping digital agencies scale and grow. Learn lead generation, B2B outbound copy, weekly master classes, sales and operations training, and more. There's not only something that benefits marketers on this episode, but every business that is looking to scale needs to have a marketing strategy in place to get that inflow of customers on a consistent basis. So Enough said, let's welcome to the show from agencygo.io, Lucas Kipstani. All right, Lucas, what do you think, man? Uh, I know you don't get to hear the audios, but I, <laughs> that's music, fire, everything, dude, day one. You're, yeah, you're showing me a lot of stuff I didn't know was possible within StreamYard. This is really cool, I have to say. <laughs> Give it to you. This is awesome, dude. This is this is how we roll, man. This is this, to me. This podcast space is is a worthy accomplishment, my friend. We're not mm-hmm. worthy. We're not yeah, it worthy. is. It is. Um, it, it's really it's really cool um, to see all the stuff that's happening in the podcast game right now. I, I'm I'm gonna have to you know recommend your show to everybody that I talk to now. Boom! There it is, dude. All right, let's let's jump into this thing, man. Digital marketing, dude. Like this is one of those things that. Uh, it, sh- it should be almost second nature. Every business, like Gary Vee yeah. said, and the whole reason why I got into podcasting in the first place, you're, if you're in business, you're a media company first, everything else second. Uh, why are you jumping into this uh, media space? Why are you doing yeah, this? So I, I launched my digital market agency in college. So when I was 22, four years ago, uh, launched it on my dorm room. And since then, I've built this business. And now it's at a point where I'm not really in the day to day anymore. I'm actually mainly spending time with this community, helping other people build their marketing agencies and also building software for them. So digital marketing for me is really about uh, building a brand, uh, putting your voice out there. And there's just more channels than ever before to get your message across. And so that's what consumes my time is a lot of social media, lots of community engagement, things like that now. So that's why I'm getting in the space even more so than before. Let's talk about digital marketing because everybody has, I feel like a different idea of what it is. So when you talk digital marketing so that a fifth grader can understand it, like what is it that you do? What do you do? So if anybody, so the the, the best way to think about digital marketing, if if I was talking to a fifth grader would be that, any message you have 
let's say you're trying to start your own uh, business or maybe fifth graders would say, maybe you're trying to uh, start a lemonade stand and you wanna get that message across. You wanna get the whole world know about your lemonade stand. Uh, it's easier than ever before uh, to tell everyone and to promote that online by uh, using channels that are going to accelerate the reach of whatever message you want. So think of it as like an amplifier. Basically it takes mm -hmm. anything you want and it multiplies it 100x, multiplies that message, gets everybody running towards your lemonade stand um, to make sure that you're getting as much traffic or human visitors uh, as possible to your business. And that's really how, you know, if you simplify it, it's just about amplification at the end of the day. So let's let's talk about the types of traffic that you can get. Russell Brunson in his book Expert Secrets, I love how he yep. breaks down the different tra the different types of uh, I guess traffic that you own, right? So you got you got traffic that you earn, you got traffic that you own, and you got traffic that you pay for, right? So these are mm -hmm. three different ways of generating or magnifying your message. The most yep. common way is that free method, creating social media content. Then right. there is the paid method, which is putting your message in front of targeted audiences that are likely to, to engage or buy from you. And then yep. there's traffic that you own. And this is where you're collecting your own emails, phone numbers, all that contact information so that you can market to them. When you talk about digital marketing, which one of those, kind of a trick question, are you using? Yeah, I know why it's a trick question. I have read all three of those books, The Traffic Secrets, ExpertSecrets.com Secrets, all really good. I'm actually trying to finish up Traffic Secrets. I kind of left that unread a little bit. But uh, the reason it's a trick question is because you have to be doing all three. And I do all three every single day. So we're always funneling people to our free lead magnet that's evergreen. We tested a bunch of different lead magnets until we found the one that worked. And the one that works really well is uh, we give out all of our lead generation scripts that we use to scale our digital marketing agency to over $2 million in revenue. Uh, and we did $1.7 million in revenue last year. And we were giving away all those scripts uh, that we use to contact people for free. And all you got to do is give us your email address and, and, and we'll basically give you those scripts. And so you can get that at agencygo.io forward slash leads. And the idea there is you take all those people and you retarget them through email in a non-annoying way, giving them value. And then that turns into obviously the content that you own, the, the list that you own. Now, when it comes to the, the list that I buy, one thing I we were starting to do now, because we didn't start off with paid for Agency Go, we launched about four months ago. And then only now in the last month have we started to run ads because we want to get a lot of organic growth. Uh, we are doing Facebook ads. We're doing TikTok advertising because TikTok is just incredibly cheap platform right now. So you want to find a platform that has the cheapest cost per conversion. And then when it comes to the organic side, uh, that's really a lot of it is community led right now. So we have this Slack group and, and everybody sees my content. And when I post a new video, I drive everyone to, let's say, my YouTube or to my LinkedIn newsletter. And that kind of creates this compounding effect where I get a bunch of people right away to see my content. And then they start sharing with their friends, they watch it, that it gives positive signals to the social media channels, which then increases my organic reach. So that's the way that I look at everything. And it's how I manage all three different list categories. And that's intense. I mean, being able to, okay, so so first of all, if I caught, if I caught you correctly, you're using a Slack channel, which is yep. uh, 
a communication. I, I every time I think of Slack, I think of like Monday, or I think of like yeah. actually, I think of Messenger. I think of AIM way back, yeah. in, way back in the day. But it's basically or, or a Discord channel, right? So you're basically being able to communicate with people on a regular basis, and you can create channels on different things. So, mm-hmm. kind of, can you explain again how you're using um, your Slack channel to also market yeah. to that existing? database yes so the slack channel is great because what slack does and why it's a billion dollar company and why it's grown so fast is it connects all these different workspaces together and it creates an experience that's private so that way you don't have to deal with all this noise because there's a lot of facebook groups and they're great i'm part of a good amount of facebook groups but the predominant thing you hear often is that there's a lot of noise because you're distracted you're getting all these other ads or just anything within your facebook experience but with slack with sizes it's not it's not competing with ads or anything. It's just your private workspace. And then you can connect that workspace to other workspaces. So we have a thing called Slack Connect that basically connects, you know, our workspace for Agency Go, which has all of our members in it, to other members' workspaces. So then that way they don't even have to log into Agency Go. It's just another channel they have access to, and they can then click on it and go and see all the content information, which keeps the engagement really high because you don't have to log into something else. It's where you're already working. Most people are using Slack for communication nowadays as their main workspace. So because of that, it's really easy to get that engagement going and start growing your base because they're kind of locked in. Like they're gonna see your content every single day, no matter what, because that name and that logo is always gonna be where they're working all the time, which is something that other channels can't really do as much of right now. Yeah, no, that's, and and then I love the way you're doing that because that's, it's not costing you anything to jumpstart the content that you've created. And that's a huge push because when they're clicking on that link, they're coming from an outside source into that social media platform. I'd imagine that the results that you're getting with that kind of push on your campaigns are amazing because the algorithm's like, yes, every time this guy posts content, (laughs) he gets all this, all this outside reach. Yeah. I would, I would say it's definitely, I would say from, you know, from what I've seen, because we manage a lot of marketing campaigns, it's definitely above average, given the fact that we are coming from a cold start, because even though I had the digital marketing agency, I was not online on social media at all, like at all. I didn't even have any real social media profiles before this year. And because of that, the reason was because I was making all my money from just direct selling people. We would reach out to businesses. We closed them on doing SEO, which is mainly blog content. So it's not even posting on social media. Uh, and then LinkedIn lead generation, which is also not posting on social media. It's just directly reaching out to people. So we didn't have a need to be online on social as much, although I do regret it. So now, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think given the fact that we were starting from scratch, basically with social media, it's growing pretty well, not necessarily as fast as I'd want it to. Obviously I think everybody wants to have like a hundred thousand followers right off the bat. But what I have seen that's really nice is as I've come into the second quarter, of doing the social media posting, the compound effect is definitely happening. All my stuff's getting more reach quicker and I'm getting more impressions and it's really starting to grow. Uh, in April, April was the first month I actually started to have posts not go viral, but get significantly more traction than before. Like double, triple, 10x more views, impressions than any of my previous posts. So it took me about four months to get to the point where it was really compounding extremely fast. So. It's, we get to kind of look at metrics of things that we post, um, but mm-hmm. when you talk to clients, for example, people who have a need for your services, yeah, they're not off 
oftentimes creating content, nowhere near at the scale no. that you would, <laughs> nowhere near in the quality. And this is something right. that when I talk to other digital marketers, their biggest issue with clientele is they don't have content. Tell me a little bit about that yeah. type of situation. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I just had this conversation today. Somebody was referral and was asking me, I, I'll take sales calls every now and then when someone refers people to me. And I tell them, look, there's a couple of ways you can grow your business. One, you can grow it the long way, which is doing it yourself. That's like the longest way because uh, you don't know what you're doing. Most people have absolutely no clue what they're doing. So they're going to spend a lot of money. They're going to take a lot of time. And it's not going to be as efficient. Or you can work with a marketing agency if you have the capital and it could speed things up for you. But even then with a marketing agency, a marketing agency alone is not going to blow up your business. What we used to say when we were just doing LinkedIn lead gen, we weren't working at all on these social platforms when it comes to posting content. We would tell people, look, you have to know how to sell in order to actually make use of this LinkedIn lead generation service. Now, what I tell people is if you want to get more views on your content or you want to get more views on your website, you have to know how to post online. And if you want to be in the top 1% of all my clients, then you need to basically be a brand ambassador because what people rally around at the end of the day is they rally around faces, they rally around personalities and they rally around like an ambassador or brand figure. And if you can be that person, it's the cheapest form of advertising. I mean, just think of any brand that doesn't have some sort of a mascot. I mean, pretty much every brand on the planet has something that attaches it to, yeah, business pros. There you go. Example A. So it's basically, this is a perfect example of why you need faces everywhere. And faces are the, the cheapest form of high ROI advertising. If you don't have enough faces on your website, you're basically losing out on an enormous ability to generate trust with your audience. It's honestly mind boggling to me that people don't do that more often. You know, you come to a website and the website's completely blank and it has just text and it might look cool, but people for thousands of years have put trust in faces. And that's the number one way to get someone to trust you is to show them a smiling face. Really? That's it. Smiling face works every time. Okay. So content creation is a problem for a lot of people. And that's one of the things that we like to specialize in is in the content creation space. And I'm kind of curious from a marketer's perspective. Um, and I don't know if you remember going to our landing page and booking and all that yep. stuff. It was like yep. a while ago. Can you give me a marketer's perspective on what your experience has been like for yeah. just booking and being on our show? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I've told my team not to book any meetings for me that um, are, you know, with people who kind of don't have their stuff together. Um, and you guys clearly do. So that was nice. Uh, and I actually did go through this one myself. I went through this process. And um, what I what I realized was, and it's stuff I'm going to even take away from my own podcast, because we have our own podcast that is for how to scale an agency. But basically, what I liked was how frequently you reminded me about the show. I don't really think I would have forgotten it, but I think what was nice about it was it was extra opportunities to reinforce your brand. Um, I don't really have that low of a show up rate for my podcast, but and I don't know if you do either. I think it's just nice to have uh, reminders because it's just extra touch points, extra marketing touch points that are relevant and get you to think about the company. So I liked it. I thought it was very interesting. And I thought that, uh, you know, it was definitely in the top 1% of the podcasts that I've been on uh, so far. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's talk about 
you know, for, for us, creating content is huge. Uh, one of the things I we offer is 30 days of content, literally sitting down, having a conversation with somebody, turning that into multiple pieces. Uh, and the reason why we do that is, again, because when they go to people like you or they want to get ads created, they need some of this content to put out into the world. You can't put nothing out there yeah. and expect something back. What are some of the things you're telling your clients or trying yeah. to do to help them become content creators so they can understand the power of what it what it brings? Yeah, I mean, I think I try to, the first thing I try to do, it's not really an issue as much for e-commerce brands because uh, I think a lot of e-commerce owners or founders, they sort of, I, I hope, I mean, they, most people do from what I've experienced they see content creation as necessary for their brand because it's all consumer facing. But I think who really needs to be convinced is business owners who are doing services or who are doing SaaS companies, because it doesn't necessarily seem obvious that you need to create content for those kind of businesses because it could be completely driven by referrals. Like for instance, for me, I was totally under the impression that, and, I, and it worked. I, I was able to build a multi-million dollar business without ever posting a single thing online, really. I mean, maybe like once every four months I'd post something. So I didn't need to, to get to that point. But what I regret is that the, the more I've learned from other marketers, the more I see how much other businesses have outgrown me and outpaced me because they had a content first strategy from the beginning. Uh, and so, you know, we, I mean, for, if I had started my social channels four years ago, instead of now, I'd probably have a million followers. My business would be, would be making four times more money for the same amount of effort, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something I try telling people is look, I get it for e-com brands. They probably think I gotta be on TikTok, I gotta be on Facebook, I gotta be on Instagram, all that stuff. People kind of like assume that for e-commerce, but for services and SaaS companies, you don't, you don't always know why you should create content. And really it's because you're essentially having a thousand individual sales calls uh, with people at once. You're, you're earning a little bit more trust with every single person all the time. And the channels, the, the algorithms are just basically promoting you constantly to get more and more reach. And so there just isn't another way to do that. You can't, your sales team cannot go viral is basically the way I put it. But what can go viral is your content and your channels and things like that. That can go crazy viral and you should try to do it because it, it, you're just going to get more traction from that than anything else, really. Well, let's talk about the the virality, I guess. What makes a good content piece? What's the difference between yeah. the 98% of the content pieces that people create and nobody watches and that, you know, one to 2% that actually get watched? Yeah. So from, okay. So I am still kind of new to the social media content game. Like I said, it's really been just this year. So I have had stuff that's gotten tens of thousands of views and impressions and stuff, but nothing that's gone like crazy viral, got millions of views. I've seen my clients uh, when we do their SEO, I'll see them post a social media piece of content. I see that go viral. So I kind of know what does, uh, which is also what's been helping me as I spent the last four years being a bystander and watching everybody else create content. So I, I do know what works from that aspect. And then for myself, I mean, I would say what, 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 what for both, for both types of people, myself and my clients, really what I've seen work well is uh, anytime you're doing, this is, this one's kind of obvious, but anytime you're doing something that's controversial, uh, people are going to like it. So it doesn't always need to be controversial in the sense that um, you're, you're being political or anything like that. It's, it could be controversial just in the sense that it gets some sort of emotion triggered for this 
person watching. So what I've noticed works really well, like on LinkedIn, for instance, a great example is I started to put quotes at the top of my uh, posts. That'll be like something someone said to me that triggered me because then it's going to trigger them most likely because if we're mm. similar prototypes. So one thing was like, I've had someone say to me before, uh, I don't want to hire people from the Philippines because they don't know anything about business. And that was like the first, that one went pretty viral on LinkedIn. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why would anyone say this? this is obviously untrue. And that got a lot of people talking because it's not political. It's, it's just an emotion that I had. And I'm expressing that emotion through a quote that's going to obviously trigger other people. And then they see my post and they're like, okay, he's on my side. I'm going to weigh in on this. And so everyone's mm. weighing in on it. So you get all these comments, right? And so you pick a side and you start with something that triggered an emotion for you. The other thing that works really well is I started to post these videos uh, on TikTok that are, are doing pretty well. I mean, I started my account like a month ago, month and a half ago. We're at like almost 2000 followers now. Um, and what's been working is I found a trend and because TikTok is a recycling, uh, uh, platform, you literally just like find a trend and you pretty much just copy it exactly for the most part, you put your own spin on it, but like everything else is the same. Uh, it's really easy to just jump on trends. And one that's worked for me is websites. I wish I knew earlier that whole trend for digital mm -hmm. marketing working really well for my, my channel. And, uh, one thing that I did was I recorded a take of this one tool I was going to talk about called, um, I think it was like Jiffy, Jiff Light or something about making GIFs. And when I recorded it, I accidentally mispronounced GIF. I said GIF and then I said GIF twice hmm. in this recording. And instead of editing it out, I was like, huh, I know that if I post this, it's going to get way more likes than if I don't, because people are going to comment below, like it's GIF or they're going to say it's GIF, right? Hmm. And that alone was controversial. So I just let it go. And it didn't get like hundreds of thousands. It got like, I think 7,000 views and like hundreds of likes and stuff. And it was just because I put that in there on purpose. I didn't edit it. And I let people comment because I knew it was going to start a controversy. So that kind of stuff is what I look for that will just trigger any kind of emotion for people who are engaging with the content. I like that. I like that. Another thing I heard the other day on TikTok was uh, give your spiel, like, you know, ask a question or provoke a curiosity and then let them know that the solution is in the comments. And now you're yeah. you're going to you're, you're going to have people be like, what? And they're going to go to the comments. They're going to look, maybe give their two cents or whatever. But in the meantime, your video is looping and that yeah. is helping your, your algorithm as well. That's so I heard that strategy. Hard. I haven't implemented that one yet, but I heard that one the other day. I was like, that's genius but it's it's funny. funny creating content this is what it's about right it's like you test you try bless you you test you try you implement you test you try you change like that's really what it's about it's about getting out there and making it happen um and, and i was impressed when you said that you built an agency without doing any social um because at the same time it's like maybe not your own social accounts but were you creating stuff that needed to go out on behalf of your business. Like how were you getting yeah. customers to come in? Right. Well, that's the thing. I, I just did the whole old school sales strategies and I was pretty hard nosed on that where I was just like, all you need to do is know how to sell and you'll be able to build a million dollar business. And we did. So really all we did was go out to people on LinkedIn or email or cold call and just said, Hey, I offer this service. Can I help you? And you know, the thing is that both the services we offered were pretty siloed from social media. 
LinkedIn lead gen is on social media, but it's not like a social media service. And SEO is also can be social media focused, but we were doing website specific SEO. So our service was very siloed from that. So I, I kind of learned from clients, but I didn't really do it myself. And the thing is that it was really just old, old school sales strategies, like just calling, pitching, and it worked and it worked, you know, like there, there was no, they, that stuff still applies, you know, you don't even need 100%. to be online at all. Uh, if you don't, if you don't have to be, it's just that, but it's just that, again, I would be so, I, my business would be literally four times bigger. We'd probably be doing $10 million a year, uh, right now for the exact amount of same amount of effort as we did at the beginning uh, and all that work we put in, you know, obviously there's like the devil's advocate that says, well, maybe you wouldn't have been able to get to this point if you were spending all that time on social and not doing sales. So that, that is a good point to be made. But I think in a lot of aspects, like social media compounds in a much faster, to a much faster degree than sales. Cause sales typically is linear. It's linear growth, right? It's based on mm -hmm. talent, right? And the amount of time somebody could put in during a day to get a sales result. But with the virality of social media, you can have something that completely changes your business overnight just from one post, you know? So that's the kind of stuff I'm just, you know, I'm just hitting the ground, hitting the pavement hard. And I know that it's going to keep compounding. I know like, Hey, if I come back on the show in like six months, I'll probably have a post that's gone crazy viral. Cause I'm just going to keep doing it every single day. And one of them is going to go like nuts viral and probably get like a million views. You know, it's just going to happen. It will. It will. Consistency will work, dude. It just does. You get better every time. All right, Lucas, look, if people want to reach out to you, they want to talk about working with a digital agency, they want to learn about what it is that you did to blow up your company without social media, <laughs> or what approach would be next, uh, tell me a little bit about your packages and how to get hold of you. Yeah, so, well, if you're trying to, if you, if you are an agency owner, you're looking to scale, uh, we have a podcast called How to Scale an Agency. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's all numbers about how to grow. We compare agencies to each other. We interview them. We talk to agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. Um, and then if you want to join our membership, we have a software program that I built that also is a membership where basically you can track all your uh, referrals from people, uh, manage all your partnerships, pay out commissions all in one place. Um, and that's, that's really easy to sign up for. You just go to agencygo.io. And if you want something for free, you can go to what I mentioned earlier, which is our lead uh, database and you can subscribe to my newsletter uh, after you access the lead database. That's free agencygo.io forward slash leads. And it has all of the, I mean, I've booked, uh, the, our team booked tens of thousands of meetings now from those scripts. So like, if you want to scale, just go get them. I mean, it's, it's free. So if, uh, if you had, well, you do, when you get new people that come on, what's advice that you give to agency owners because of your experience and what you've been doing? Yeah that maybe changed uh, in the last few years, especially post COVID? Well, that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier with social media. I, I tell everybody that they need to start social media like yesterday. I mean, it's, it's the most important thing now because knowing what I know now when it comes to sales and knowing that sales is a very, cause here's the thing, sales is something that you can, for the most part, duplicate out pretty easily. Like you can have, uh, you know, you can have a, a team of cold callers or a team of salespeople or a team of closers and they're closing deals. Like that's pretty repeatable and it can be done pretty easily. Uh, but what isn't 
as repeatable is the insane amount of traffic you can get when you're the figurehead of a company, you're the leader, and you're like projecting that out in the world. People know you for that, and they come running towards your brand because they affiliate with their, they gain a positive affinity towards you predominantly. And so what I tell everybody now is you should have done that a long time ago. Like you got to be on social media. You got to be posting. I'm not even selling a social media service at all. I don't even care if they buy from me for that at all. Cause I don't, I don't sell it, but I do tell them because I know how important it is. And I know how much of a mistake it was that I didn't do it earlier on. So um, that's really the biggest thing that's changed. Cause I used to think it was not that big of a factor in growing my business. That's really honestly what my thought process was. Dude, it has made a tremendous difference in, in my life. I mean, you talk about SEO and it, I had like, you can Google my name four years ago and maybe you get a couple things here and there, but today you Google my name. Holy crap. Like just yeah. we're 950 something episodes in, I've been able to interview over 700 different uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like that's a lot of content. That's the long tail effect that you don't realize you're getting until you've been putting out content consistently over and over and over again. Dude, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Lucas. Before we head out, is there anything maybe I didn't ask you? Any final thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Uh, final thought is there is a tool called Bubble.io, which I don't get any efficient affiliate commission for, for telling you, but I built the entire app on that platform. And uh, it is it is single-handedly the most powerful tool. It's going to completely change how all of us do business in the next five years. Um, and it's an enormous opportunity to cash in on a huge amount of revenue that you could be making by learning this tool. So I recommend that everybody listening to this at least goes and signs up for it. Like, I don't get anything from this. I just like the platform a lot. And I think it's a huge advantage for agency owners or any kind of business who's trying to build a software product without necessarily needing to know how to code to get going. Um, it's crazy. It's just a crazy transformative thing that everyone needs to start doing more of and using. Dude, it, it's it's like for me, it was like websites and landing pages. I mean, my yeah. very first business, I'm like, dude, I wish you could do this, could do this. But yeah, you can create it. Cool. It's going to cost you $4,000 to hire a web designer yeah. and do all this stuff. Now today, I mean, I'm using ClickFunnels. I have an idea. I'm like, oh, cool. Drag, drop, move, <laughs> done, test. Let's see. Is this going to work? Can I go out yeah. and test this on the market? Like as quick as possible. I feel like that's what bubble.io is going to help a lot of people do to yep. take their business, test some stuff out really quick, not spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a money pit. <laughs> yeah. we, we just don't know if it's going to happen or not. No, exactly. You can test it within minutes. You can find out if your, if your app is actually good. And I think the biggest thing is it's going to completely change uh, the way we work with software companies. Cause I mean, if everyone can be a developer uh, it's going to be a lot more democratic in terms of access to building SaaS companies. It's not going to be as elitist and, people will be able to actually jump into the game and make and cash in on this SaaS revolution that's happening in the world. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see. So it's the same thing as the website revolution where you could build websites. Everyone can build a website. Now everyone's going to be able to build an app really easily. It's not gonna be hard. So um, that's what's exciting. And then we got web 3.0. Just wait until we're uh, yeah. living our life uh, with our apps, not just uh, on a, on a screen on a handheld device. So the world is changing super quick. Lucas, yes. thank you very much, man, for coming on the show. Really appreciate you coming, taking the time, sharing everything that you're doing. 
Uh, and again, dude, if, is there, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a conversation offline because, man, we're creating content at scale. You're doing some amazing things to help, uh, help businesses take that to the next level. So ladies and gents, one more time, uh, agencygo.io, all kinds of great stuff that you can find there. And of course, if you guys need help with any of your social media content, creating content at scale, businessbros.biz, we'll see you guys again. Manana, peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start